Victory Podcast. The Tennessee Titans soar above the Ravens' flock and take down the birds. A huge win in overtime on Sunday for the Tennessee Titans. What's up, everybody? Titans coming up a 30-24 to dub in Baltimore. Brett Bachelor here alongside my guys, Austin Nelson and Chris Carter. What's up, boys? How are we doing tonight? Brett. Let's go. Hey, I am fired up now, boy. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> we thought it's we a it huge up. win. I mean, it's a big time Absolutely. win. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the best part of these podcasts now are like the cheesy intros that we have to come up with. Um, and you actually, <laughs> you, you killed that. So props to you on that one. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, you know, I think I think after, uh, after the win, uh, it's pretty clear that the Titans are in Lamar Jackson's head. Oh, and I love seeing it. All the way. I love seeing it. I mean, what a game. Yeah. What a game. Just it was intense. Thrilling. On yeah. the edge of your seat did, for all four quarters. Did that not did that not bring back like so many emotions from like the the, yeah. the rivalry from back days. in the day? Almost like the AFC Central days. Oh. Yeah. I mean, seriously, like it it felt like it, it almost felt like a nostalgia trip. To have those two teams <laughs> playing a game like that, where there was there was some heat, you know, yeah. from before even kickoff, obviously, uh, Malcolm Butler and and Harbaugh getting into it a little bit, yeah, um, you know, and I feel like I don't know if y'all noticed this, uh, Malcolm's been been feisty he has. lately. He's yeah. been doing some talking after plays and stuff, and I feel like he's always kind of been like that, but I feel like it's it's up like tenfold right now. And that's really cool to see. Uh, yeah, the the pregame drama with you know with the Titans on the the logo. I guess I guess they were getting hype, and then we didn't really find out like who was chirping at who. I guess Harbaugh was chirping at at them, and I, I guess Malcolm heard, and AJ walked over there too, and it was just like a little scuffle pregame um, at at midfield. And then I did did Drabel walk over too before the game? Drabel walked yeah. over. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. See, but yeah, I, that's when I, him I think, and Harbaugh kind of got into it. I think Vrabel was just kind of like he saw something going on and defended his players. I don't think he knew sure. the situation was at all. And he said right. after the game that he went up, he went over to Harbaugh and went like the handshake. People saying they didn't shake hands, they shook hands. Um, and you can tell that there's that classic Vrabel just like hand touch. Vrabel, <laughs> yeah, Vrabel's yeah. the king of a dap or a handshake yeah. and, and then yeah. taking <laughs> off and running towards the locker room. Because he, he, he right. Vrabel does the thing where he, he wants to be the first one in the locker room so he can shake everybody's hand coming Meet to everybody play. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I mean, we, we even saw the Titans uh, post the clip of, of Derek coming to the locker mm-hmm. room and, right. yeah. and him telling him he was proud of him and stuff. You know, right. um, I, that, that whole drama, uh, it was it was weird. Uh, I, th- I think uh, I think Harbaugh kind of uh, – Liz for drama a little bit like 100%. I don't I don't know he seems just like, like his little, brother yeah he it seems like I don't know the hardballs are kind of weird dudes yeah uh in general so uh what what better way for a, a guy like Harbaugh to get into it with a player literally um, it, it'd be a little different though if like the Michigan Michigan State game a couple years ago when they ran out and they actually tore up the field with their cleats like actually yeah. ruined the midfield logo but the Titans were just standing there I mean I didn't think it was that big of a deal the, on the Titans gather at the midfield like every almost game, every right? game yeah. yeah yeah that's like that's just something Rabel has them do I don't I don't think it's uh <laughs> I do like to go to logos though because a couple years ago Bayard Kevin, ran to Kevin Star Byard, in Dallas yeah. after his pick yeah. so I mean I don't have any problem yeah. with it 
Like, if other teams don't like it, then I, I think maybe it's they can, maybe I think they can it's a, a game, simple but. a simple way that Vrabel has has kind of instilled a a show of domination a little bit. I guess you could say like you it's, know, it's like that. It's like the, that comment Moxie. Yeah, it is. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's a you know the logo is is an exemplification of that team. Sure. And and when you're standing on it, you're you know you're kind of you're on top of it, and you're on top of it. You know, you know, Rabel's kind of got that little sly dog in where he kind of like says it under the table, like he'll say it, but he doesn't necessarily mean it. But if you do it, he's not upset about it. Right. Right. I had a speaking of Rabel, I had a conversation with a friend today, and you know, Rabel's very complimentary of like everybody i feel like like he's talked about like how he respects bill o'brien and he talked about how he respects horrible but i feel like that's just like respecting your elders kind of thing like i don't think i don't really get the vibe that rabel cares that much about bill o'brien no well i mean it would have to i mean because was bob a coach they might have been together in new england played in new england yeah, possibly. That's the only really like reason I would I would think that. But like for yeah. like Harbaugh or somebody else like that, I mean, I don't think there's any ties to Harbaugh with Brable. Um, right. It's and if anything, just, there's I, animosity because Harbaugh played at Michigan, right? Did they play there? Jim did. John didn't. Oh, okay. I thought they both played there. I don't think so. Because Ohio State, Michigan, obviously. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, besides that, okay, I I tweeted, and again, if you're not, follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Um, you can get us there. I tweeted, and I said, if the Titans' first drive offense was the same offense throughout the game, they'd put up 100 points. So, fantastic start again. Um, Ravens go three and out and punt. And then the Titans want a nine-play, 79-yard drive, and it's capped off with a um, touchdown. Um, to Janu, and then it kind of just trickled downhill from there for the Titans. Um, Baltimore scored the next 21 points. I'm sorry, um, 14 points. Titans got a field goal back. Goskowski, let's talk about that for a second. Three for three. Yeah. And field goals. Um, so that was that was big. Yeah, there was uh, one of the 40-yard field goals, uh, I think, uh, commentary team was talking about how it would have missed from 45. Uh, I didn't. I didn't think it was on a bad trajectory. I, th- I thought it was. I mean, it would have been solid from 45. I think. Sure. Uh, he kicked well. Um, kickoffs were pretty solid overall. I yep. felt like. Um, so you know, it, it's just it's just inconsistency right now with Goskowski. I mean, he's he's hitting them when we need him to, and then turn around the next week and missing the ones we need him to. So it's kind of right. it's kind of strange, but. Um, Maybe he's found his footing. And I think, too, it was, just, it was a solid – go ahead, Brett. I was just going to say one thing, too, that I did notice, but like you're talking about the inconsistency in the kicking game, I think there's a lot of inconsistency in the special teams alone because Gostowski was on. Uh, Trevor Daniel wasn't awful. The first yeah. punt was a little short, but it wasn't awful. Right. But the fake punt was awesome. But me personally, I did not think that the kicking coverage team – was very solid. The Ravens had a lot of kind of nice returns passed out, out past the 20. And it's definitely something that, again, too, later on in the season that has to be looked at. And I'm not saying it's a problem, but I'm saying that has also been inconsistent along with the rest of the special teams. And and also Cam had nowhere to go. No, no exactly. Nowhere. I mean, he was – he. I feel like he was stopped short of 20 several times. 
Yep. And and it wasn't because of lack of speed or lack of movement from him. He just had nowhere to go. Yeah. Let's talk about uh Cam Batson real quick. Cam Batson's nice. Cam yeah. Batson is nice. Um, not a and, big game. And, had two but, catches. So 20- is he is is Cam Batson the new Khalif? Well, that's what I'm trying to kind of figure out. Where's where's Khalif at? Where's Khalif been? He's non-existent. No, he's not even a retirement anymore. Very weird how they kind of went he's away still from, doing, from him. He still did punts, right? He still, yeah, he's doing punts. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, and normally, see, normally kinda, last year, I would think that he would be the guy to he would be the guy to catch the fake punt. But I mean, this it was Westbrook Akina. So I mean, it's just like like you're saying, Chris, non-existent. You too, Austin. Yeah, and we said we said last week uh, the deep ball is pretty much non-existent. Uh, the deep ball attempt is non-existent in the office. I think the the longest pass was that fifty yard to Corey, and that only went what twenty five through the air, and Corey kind of made a play after. Right. Um, so they're just not really attempting that long pass to Khalif right now, which is kind of strange. I'm gonna go down the the list real quick and just kind of talk about individual performances. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, twenty two of thirty one, two fifty nine, two touchdowns, and that one bad cool. interception. Um, I don't think not. he saw the linebacker dropping back, honestly. I don't think so either. Um, well, yeah, I think, he, no, he got what, hit pretty much instantly. Exactly. He should have taken the sack there. He just yeah. kind of got rid of it. Um, and, you know, if you make that decision, you're, you're going to most likely get, you know, throw an interception. So I, I did not like that. Loved the game by Corey Davis. Um, it was weird the first half, those two, A.J. Brown and Corey Davis, were kind of just non-existent. Um, There's a few yeah. drops by the both of them. And then second half came around, and they kind of started feeding Derrick Henry and then implemented Corey and A.J. Moore in the offense. And you saw how the offense played at second half when those two got the ball. Um, they combined for nine receptions, but 14 targets. You just got to find your one and two the ball, um, especially without your number three receiver right now. And, and um, Adam Humphreys, um, John U had six targets for four catches. So he was in the offense a little bit, also had a touchdown. Um, but probably needs a little bit more. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it just, John, John is one of the most electric, if not the most electric tight end in the NFL right now. He's, he's starting to become a dynamic threat, though. I mean, he, he has eight touchdowns in 10 games. He's, yeah. a, he's a red zone machine. But I do yeah. agree that he's definitely someone that needs to be looked at more, especially across the middle of the field. For sure. Um, so the Titans as well, um, in terms of total yards, outgained the Ravens 423 to 306. Um, had more yards per play. Um, turnover battle was the same. Um, Amani Hooker intercepted the one from Lamar. And then we just talked about Ryan Tannehill throwing his interception. Um, you know, beat him in time of possession just by a couple minutes. Um, but, you know, second half is really where, where the Titans took off, guys. And I got a stat for you. Um, since the Titans went down 21 to 10, um, the Titans' last three drives um, before oh, – yeah, before – the AJ Brown touchdown, if I'm if I'm getting this correctly, which is unbelievable. Yeah, no, this was the AJ Brown touchdown. Include, I'm sorry. So eight plays, 53 yards field goal. Twelve plays, 81 yards field goal. Ten plays, 90 yards touchdown. And that was the AJ Brown touchdown. Let's talk about that for a second. I mean, I saw a tweet from Corey Curtis, I believe, and it said that touchdown could you know could change the Titan season. That could that could have been on the turns it all around. Oh, for sure. Just third and ten. You, I mean, the Titans were going to go for it again. You're down. Um, you needed a touchdown to to to, to win the game. So we're going to play, for a play right before that was a sack, right? Or was it a it no? Was, no, it was Tannehill fumbled it and then got sacked. Yeah, yeah. Tannehill fumbled okay. snap and shotgun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So 
just, I mean, a a monster, monster play by A.J. Brown, which I'm sure will be on angry runs this week. Uh, Kyle oh, yeah. for good, good morning football. So, um, that was <laughs> I a, mean, it has to be crazy um, play. The, it was it was one of the most grown man touchdowns I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, 100%. Uh, shout out to Jeremy McNichols for kind of pushing him, pushing uh, him uh, making, sure, making sure he made it into the end zone. And, I don't really know how much he actually helped because I think at that point, A.J. was getting in there regardless. Uh, but smart, smart uh, team play to to help guide AJ in there a little bit. You guys can can call me wrong here if you want to. I, I want to see what y'all think. But do you think that that's something that AJ kind of needed the way he's played the last two or three games? Because he's had two a couple drop balls and they're not necessarily there on the route. It's not really connecting with. Is it something? I guess mentally that you guys think he maybe needed just to get back into his realm, or just a just a solid play that we know AJ can do. Absolutely. Uh, I actually thought that right after uh, right after it happened. I, you know, I thought to myself, AJ probably needed a little bit of a confidence boost, and that, that's a heck of a way to get it. Um, yeah, the the drops are just really out of character. I feel like for him, um, he's he's been solid handed uh, both years in the league so far, and um, it, it was just kind of out of character, and it felt like he was in his own head a little bit, and. Uh, you know, confidence does wonders for that sort of thing. And I think, I mean, w- what a way to get some confidence. What Was it last week, kind of that weird message from A.J. Brown on Instagram? Um, right. All yep. his football pictures and just had a picture of him and just had a very weird message about it. Um, and, you know, all Titans fans overreacted about it. And I don't think anything was ever said from it. I don't think anybody even asked the question A.J. Brown or even had a chance to yet. Um, but, yeah, he definitely – I feel like A.J. is one of those guys that – needs the targets, needs the catches for him to feel like he's, you know, doing something for the team. Um, and when you have a guy like a specimen, I feel like that's the correct word for AJ, is a specimen like that on the Titans, um, you have to find ways to get him the ball because he's so creative. And he – I mean, if you see, he see, sees ball, gets balls, he's going to score. And I just feel like anytime he has the ball in his hands, like you, the, the end zone's never out of the realm with him. Um, he can always find a way to get there. So um, it's a guy we've we've prayed about for a long time and finally happened on the Titans. So um, you never want to make that, you know, your wide receiver one unhappy. But um, another thing, too, I, I mean, no. it was just – again, it was just – it was a – Lamar Jackson said it best. Um, it looked like that team wanted it more than we did. And, 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 I mean, you could argue that. After the Ravens took that 21-10 lead, like I said, two field goals and a touchdown – Tannehill went 14 of 16 for 215. Derrick Henry went 94 yards on 13 carries with that walk-off touchdown run. So it's just like they they dug in deep and just found a will of you know a, a way to win. Yeah, I I think both teams realized and definitely recognized how big of a game this was for both of them because Austin, I know you tweeted out the picture after the game too of of Derrick Wolf on the ground because as soon as Derek scored, Baltimore knew immediately, hey, we're six and four and we're no longer in the playoffs. And the Titans, Baltimore's not really in the division race anymore because Pittsburgh's 10 and 0. So they're yeah. more or less playing for a wild card. The Titans, yeah. if, if, if Indianapolis lost yesterday, which I know we all wish they did, the Titans would be the number three seed right now. Yeah. And right now they're the five seed, but they would be the three seed hosting. So the Titans definitely were playing for hey, let's try and get back in the division lead and host a home playoff game. And I know that Baltimore at 7-3 and three and Pittsburgh 10 you can still get there. It's a little bit tougher. But Baltimore is more or less playing to get back into the playoff race. But I think both teams definitely knew how big it was for both of them throughout the entire game. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Um, let's talk about too, just the ice in the veins of Ryan Tannehill on game winning or you know game time. Continues drives. to do it. He's so I don't know good if I at this. I, I feel like there's like Tannehill just seems to exude confidence to me, and there's there's been several times during the season where they show like a close up of his face when he's under center. And he's got like a huge smile on his face. Like he sees something in that defense that he's about to take advantage of. And I feel like he's done that every time they show that close up. Uh, that may not be 100% accurate, but every, I feel like he sees something out there that just gets him excited. Uh, this dude is a heck of a leader for the team. He's got, like you said, ice water in his veins. Uh, that's, that's what his fourth come back, uh, come from behind win this season. Fourth um, game winning, fifth game tying. Okay. I think there's one. Um, that's what NFL Network said this morning. That's why I said that. Um, okay. But he leads the NFL in that time frame, that time span. Um, Titans get the ball with 7.43 left, down five. He goes 10 plays, 90, 90 yards, and eats up 5.25 off the clock. And the two-point conversion, which was so sexy. The, 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 oh, the, see, that was that was the execution on that was great. Oh, the design on that was even better. Everybody was going Derek there, and he just he he pulls it, runs the end zone, and does the the Tannehill. See, that's and, I don't and the O line. I don't think he does the finger roll every single time if he doesn't have that confidence. Just like you were saying, Chris, that right, right there kind of shows that he knows he's got the swagger. Yeah, and and the O line pulling uh, on that to to help sell it was. I mean, it was just executed so well. Yeah. Uh, and that reminds me of one thing I really want to talk about is, you know, in a, in a draft last year that we got Jeff Simmons and A.J. Brown, another highlight of that draft is Nate Davis. That dude has been phenomenal this year. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, That's picks playing, one, two, and three. Shout out yeah, to Nate Davis. He is playing great football. Uh, and obviously we need it. Uh, the left left side of the line is is banged up pretty bad right now, but the the right side having that stability and, and having Nate out there, I, it's he's been great to watch. I love I love seeing uh, some of the um, clips. I think it was Mike Herndon uh, posted a couple yesterday uh, of Nate just pulling, uh, and his movement is so solid. Uh, and you know I just want to applaud J Rob for those that draft because those are those are three superstar players in the making yeah 100 percent um so with sunday you know the all the good news we've been talking about um it came some bad news as well with the loss of jayon brown out for the year with a dislocated and fractured elbow um as well as reports of left tackle ty sambrello um out for the season as well so um with art and already thin um, defense at the moment, it, it gets even thinner with losing your starting linebacker, the Mike linebacker of all people. Um, Titans are waiting on David Long to come back off the COVID list. Will Compton played really well Sunday. I don't expect that to High, be an highest graded defensive player per PFF. Yeah, but how many how many snaps did he play? Do we know? Like what, when did when did John go Major, out? I can't. Majority remember. of the game. I did feel he? like was it second quarter? Yeah, I think so. Um, that's all I want to know. I did see that, but I just, I mean, love comp to death, but I just can't see him playing to that level each and every week. 
um, not the not the level Jayon does. So, you know, I would love to see David Long come back and play. He's kind of been MIA this season. Haven't seen a whole lot of David Long for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, losing Jayon is not 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 ideal right now in a, in a thick of a, a division race. I said majority. Uh, Compton played fifty one percent of the snaps. Oh, so so I have to go yeah, right right at it. Yeah. I do have a question for you guys, though, because I know a lot of people have been very critical of the D-backs, and we haven't seen much of Kevin Byard, honestly, this season when it comes to being the ball hawk that he isn't always around, or honestly, in general. And I, I thought about this earlier, but we see, obviously, the defense is not what it was last year, but do you think that the inconsistency and kind of lack of DB play comes from the loss of Kerry Combs this year, now that I think about it? Because he was so well-connected with that DB group and the safeties overall that in the MMCNB and everything like that, they were so well connected. And then this year it's totally different than what it was the last couple of years. I, uh, I got a couple of friends that are Ohio state fans and we've been talking about Kerry Combs and I've told them just how much I hated losing Combs to Ohio state. Um, but Combs is now the DC at Ohio state. And if you've seen Ohio state games this year, their secondary is struggling. Yeah, they're struggling. And it's just weird. Like, it seems like he's so much better just focusing on that secondary like he was before. Yeah. I mean, you, Kerry, Kerry Combs was a um, Ohio State DB first round, like, assembly line. He Machine. put so yeah. many guys uh, in the league. Name Ohio State defensive back, and he he played under, you know, Coach Combs. So, yes, to your to question, Brett, yes, I do think he plays down because of Combs, but I also think it has to do with – um, the injuries, I think it has to do with no true DC. Um, it's, I, I think it's just a and, and the loss of, of a leader in Logan Ryan. Logan yes, Ryan, that too, Chris. Um, yeah. The pass rush. There's just so many things that, that go with the secondary. Um, but I, I do think losing Combs as a as a big, you know, a lot to do with it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and you know, kind of thinking about the situation with with Jayon being out. Uh, I kind I kind of wonder if uh, they play three safety look more and bring uh, bring Vicaro up in the box some. I, because Vicaro is such a hard hitter, I could definitely yeah. see that. And He'll to your back. point too, Chris. Yeah, and to your point too, Chris about about the draft last year. I mean, I think you still have to give props to Imani Hooker too, because Hooker's oh, been a nice player in the yeah. backside of the defense as well. In his two games with significant play this season, he's had a pick in each one. He look, and Dane Krug can't stay healthy right now because he's on the season in the IR again, which means yeah. a lot more time for Hooker again. Yeah. I also think – I mean, I, I want to praise Desmond King of how well he's played these last couple so games. So good. How about, that, how about that knockdown pass yesterday too late in the game on the yeah, five-yard line? Since he's been yeah. here. Um, I, I would not feel as confident the rest of the way. I still don't feel that confident in the defense. But if, if the Titans didn't have Desmond King right now, It'd be tough. You know, it, and, and also Breon Borders. That dude is coming Breon on. Borders is <laughs> hey, I think dog. He, he, had, he had six uh, – I think he was targeted six times and allowed 22 yards or something. Yes. He's crazy. Breon Borders looks – I feel like he looks bigger than what he actually is out there. Um, he looks 6'5". He does. He's he looks so tall. 3'9 on his jersey looks like 62-point font. I don't mean – he just looks <laughs> massive out there. But, I'm a, dude, he's, he's played extremely well with the, with the reps he's got. So Yeah. Um, I, I feel pretty good. When a Dory comes back, I feel pretty good about our dime package. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot better. I, it's a lot more comforting is what it, it is. is. It is. And, and knowing that – even with a dime package, you can kind of still swap in a money hooker if you need a bigger 
Yeah. You know, a little big, bigger, uh, bigger hitter and stuff like that. You have it. I still feel like the one thing that you have to look at, and it's the one thing we've been talking about all season though, is the middle of the field because not many, t- like we talked about how the DBs are a little bit less than what they were last year, but nobody has still really hit that 60 yard deep ball against the Titans. I, I'll knock on wood because I hope that doesn't happen now that I say it. But the, like we said before, where the teams can attack the Titans has been from hash to hash across the middle of the tight end and the slots. And now losing Jayon, that hurts even more because Jayon was the most east to west coverage guy the Titans had. Yeah. And now with Rashawn playing on going back and forth between inside and outside, the Titans are going to have to find a way to scheme it differently with somebody being able to cover that middle of the field. Yeah. 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 Jayon getting hurt and, and Long being on the, the COVID list is, is uh, it really sucks for David Long, I feel like, because uh, when he's out there, he makes, I feel like he makes plays. Um, so this could have been a really good chance for him to, to start shining. Um, but, you know, I, I'm sure he'll play this weekend, even even though he – I think Vrabel said he might not get off the COVID list till the end of the week. Um, I would expect that he plays. Uh, probably still doesn't start, I would, would think, without practicing all week, especially for a young player like him. Um, but if he gets snaps, he, he needs to really take advantage of it because he should, he should be the guy starting there the rest of the season because he's the best – Coverage option, I feel like. At line yeah. So, do y'all think, do y'all think that Tazar stays up then off the off the off the PS, or do you think he goes back down then? Um, I I would think he said who's who's taking the spot. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, especially with Jalen, I, I would think that he would stay I think, up. I think Kong gets brought brought back up to the 53. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and Skipper probably just gets game day activated. Again. I could see that. That's fair. Especially because Comp Comp just adds that that special teams I mean, ability. Skipper Skipper played one one snap. Yeah. So so. Okay. They so do, they do not like using depth at outside linebacker. That is clear. No. No. Uh, not they, at all. they they fully rolled with uh, with Landry and uh, Roby. Who had a fantastic game, by the way. Harold Landry had a fantastic game in Baltimore. Hey, Roby had a great game too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roby Roby made a lot of things happen in that backfield that. Uh, went unnoticed, I feel like. The Titans only had one sack and two quarterback hits Sunday, so not a whole lot of pressure. Again, not surprising from the Titans, but um, we've talked about it all year. It's been, been but don't break, man. You just do your job, do what you can, because exactly. not a whole lot of help's coming. Um, so, so big win all in all, um, a, a much-needed win. And I think maybe just a little boost of confidence because it doesn't get any easier. Um, playing a really, really, really good Colts team on Sunday um, at Lucas Oil, who just up, came back and upset the Packers, um, which I think pissed a lot of Titans fans off that afternoon after a big win. But um, I mean, we just the Titans just saw the Colts a week and a half ago, so this is nothing, you know, not a team that they're not they know who they are, and so. Um, the Colts are not a team, though. That the, the Colts are not a team that the Titans would be scared of by no, any means. Absolutely I don't not. Think so. And I, I think I just, they I, are seven and three. So, what I think helps the Titans too is that it, because the game is, is was so recent and they they get embarrassed on national television. It's just a um, it's a motivator. It's a division rival. It's they see that this is for first place and most likely it's still early. There's still six weeks left, but it could be for the division. And it, um, and it's yeah. very obvious what flipped the momentum in that game. 
was was those special teams issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they know that, you know, they yeah. know that that's something that uh, they can overcome uh, and get the win. It's, it's yeah. as simple as as uh, as executing um, on in all three phases and, and they can win handily. I think so, too. Um, Philip Rivers has uh, has still looked good. Um, he played well Sunday against the Packers. Um, that again, I remember last week, like I said, it's just so frustrating to watch that offense. Um, because it's, it's nothing special. I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, his longest pass is 55 yards this season. So, but against the Titans, it was what, like 12? And then they just dink and dunked it the whole way down the field. I mean, right. I mean, if I'm, the, if I'm the Titans this week, my, my original game plan would be I think you can bring the linebackers down some and honestly bring down some of the, the safety. You can probably play a one-man deep safety for at least the first couple of drives to see to see if they're going to try and take it over the top. Other than not, shut it down from, from 12 yards and in, and you can really slow down their offense, I feel like. Yeah. See, I, if I'm a cornerback, I'm pressing this game, and I'm expecting a, a safety to cover cover over the top. But, Chris, I, I mean, yeah, meet them at the line. Are they going to learn? Like, I mean, the Titans have played off the ball or off the receivers so much in every yeah. single game, man. Um, I, t- Romo was even saying it um, yesterday about uh, Des Bryant. And, of course, Des is his boy, but – um, it was the principal about Malcolm Butler was about 10 yards off on like a third and four. And um, Romo said, throw him the ball. And Lamar didn't. But it's the point, like, why are you so far off on a third and four? Yeah. It makes no sense. You, I mean, that, that that's a situation where if any, if you play 10, 10 yards off the entire game, on a third and four, you should be pressing. No. They only have to have four yards. Why aren't you playing ten yards? Titans off? have great safeties. Like let them do their job. If if the yeah. if the corner if the you know if the receiver does get past the the cornerback, that's why you have safeties there. Um, I just I don't want to see the Titans lose this game again by some dink and dunk bullshit. No, it's so I frustrating agree. that a a two yard Naheem Hines pass goes for first down three and times on the, on the same drive. Like that shouldn't be happening. Um, and the Colts won't be afraid to go for it on fourth down either. They, they saw what they, happened in the last game. They weren't Thursday night. So I think they they, they, hit, they went for five fourth downs and they completed like 14 third Four downs. Or, yeah. yeah. So it's just a – Titans need to fix what they didn't do. I think I think this is a game where you really get John involved. This is a game where you really get – because you're because I think the Titans figured out too that you're going to have to find a way to open up the field before you can let Derek take over. Because the last game, Titans went straight down the field, and the majority of those were on passes. And then on the second drive against Indianapolis, that is. And then on the end again, on the second drive, they threw it right down to AJ. And the Titans could have gone 14 nothing on passes alone before they even let Derek take over. And, Chris, you agree with this. I think that the Titans need a little luck to go their way this game, just like the Colts did uh, Thursday night where it was the scoop and score for the touchdown, the block punt. I think the Titans need some luck for that, like a, a, a fumble recovery um, deep in the Colts end zone, red zone or a, a pick six from Rivers, like just something that goes their need, way that changes the momentum. You need somebody to step up and make a play is what somebody, it comes down to. Somebody. Uh, personally, hope it's Kevin Byer uh, because it, I, it, Kevin Byer is probably my favorite defensive player in the NFL. Uh, obviously, no, having, no having no bias here, having affinity for him, uh, both being MTSU grads, and as an as an MTSU grad, we don't get to see a quality NFL player very often. Um, 
but you know, there's been a lot of Kevin Byard slander on social yeah. media, and uh, it's it's hard to bite your tongue because it, it it's kind of true right now. I mean, I feel like Kevin is is not playing like an elite safety like he has uh, his no. whole career so far, and uh, it's tough. It's tough being a, a fan of of a player and seeing him uh, kind of dog on Twitter uh, a lot, and uh, for sure. I'll attack. I mean, you change you you change the opinion with with one big play, and hopefully he can do that. Um, so, yeah. Again, and the Titans think, haven't had the Titans haven't had that. Yeah, the Titans haven't had that that huge momentum swinging defensive play this season. Like like last year, it was Jeffrey Simmons stopping Melvin Gordon on the goal line in the Chargers game, or or Adam Humphreys across the middle. Uh, to win the Chiefs game, but really what turned that game around last year was Rashawn Evans uh, picking up the fumble at midfield and taking it to the end zone. The Titans need something like that on defense, whether it's a strip sack from, from Big Jeff or forcing a fumble, and, and you don't have to recover it, but something that can, like you guys just said, turn the momentum around and completely give to the Titans where they know that they're in control of the football game. Yeah, and I mean, I guess from Sunday's game against the Ravens, could you could you argue that it was the Monty Hooker t- uh, interception? One hundred percent was that's that's exactly what I was about to say. I feel did, like I mean, did they score after that though? I don't know, but I, I mean, I, I feel like that's just a confidence booster, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, the later in the game, you know, the the Ravens were moving it down the field right before the end of the game, and and somehow the defense held them to a field goal uh, when it looked like they were going to move in and score. That that's a momentum uh, a momentum swing. They came out in overtime and immediately got a three and out. Uh, it, which you could also say the the Harold Landry uh, sack was a momentum swing there, um, but yeah, I think I think that all kind of all that all that movement uh, toward the Titans' way kind of all started with the the hooker interception. Uh, and and again, you can say the same thing for Baltimore too on their interception. Yeah, in the beginning of the game. Yeah, um, football is a game of momentum. I mean, it it really is, especially in the, in the NFL where. Where games are always close, you know, you you rarely rarely have a, a true blowout in the NFL. Uh, games are always usually within within distance, so uh, you get a little momentum and things can change. You know, obviously we were leading uh, in that Colts game before all the special teams uh, mess happened, and momentum just swung, uh, and we we couldn't get it back. So, um, if you remember, yeah, too- I mean. Not to interrupt you, Chris, but like the last time last year in Indianapolis, um, what changed the game was the Ty Smith block field goal for the touch for the touchdown and changed everything. Um, it kind of just iced the game. So um, just a play like that needs to happen Sunday to just kind of take the air out of out of Lucas Oil. And um, I mean, dude, Sunday's game is huge, huge, huge. Because I always feel like guys, because the Colts, the Colts schedule doesn't get, you know, it gets a little easier. Um, but they still play the Steelers and they play the Texans twice. I looked at it today. Um, I feel like they've kind of had a, a fairly cupcake schedule so far. Yeah. So they go, they go Titans at Texans, at Las Vegas, home against the Texans, at Pittsburgh, home against the Jags. So if you you always want to take care of business and can control what you can control, but if they Titans the Titans do lose to Indianapolis, you're gonna to have to start hoping that the Texans upset the Colts, the Raiders 
beat the Colts. And then you got to hope the Steelers beat the Colts. And then the Titans take care of business the rest of the way, too. Titans still got to play Cleveland. Too. Got to play Cleveland. Got to play Detroit. Got to play Green Bay. Um, On Sunday night. Got to play the Jags and the Texans, too. So, it, 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 I'm sorry, this is the game the Titans have to take care of to, to get a game back up on the Colts and, um, you know, control their own destiny. But um, with that – We've seen we, in years past, it's been so hard for the Titans to control their own destiny, too. They have because they, they, they lose these kind of games, Brett. This is the ones they lose. Because it's it's the reason that they didn't make the playoffs a couple of years ago when uh, – what was his name? <clears throat> the kicker for the for for the Bengals that used to kick for Randy, the Texans. Randy, in the, Randy, Randy Bullock. I'll never forget it. It was like Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's the reason the Titans didn't make the playoffs that year because he missed the field goal at the end of the season. And they had the same record as the Texans, but the Titans had a worse division record. And then the Titans had to beat the Colts to get to the playoffs, weren't able to do that. So the Titans have always been much better when they can just control their own destiny, like you were saying. Right. All right, so we'll go – we'll start with – before we get into our holiday-themed um, questions, just because it is um, the week of Thanksgiving, we're going to talk about um, – last, you know, answer a Thanksgiving-themed um, question. Um, let's go into our bowl predictions, and we will let Chris to first start. Phillip Rivers is going to throw two interceptions. Kevin Byard will have one, and Malcolm Butler will have the other. <laughs> one of them will be a pick six. Ooh, that's, that's so you. Here's what you, Chris just gave us a three pack, three tall boys. <laughs> he just gave us one bowl prediction with, he said Rivers those two picks. He upped that with saying who the picks will be. He even upped that saying one would be a pick six. You want to up <laughs> that and tell us who the pick six will be? No. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, probably right. easier for Malcolm Butler because he's on the outside and would, and would have would have an easier path to to the end zone, obviously. But right, let me tell you something: if if that does happen, if all of what you just said just happens, I will buy you another Drake hoodie like okay. you have on right now. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm with it. Bet. All right, deal. Brett, you got it next, bud. I'm gonna go with uh, the, the Titans' defense will shut down the Colts. They're gonna have less than 300 total offensive yards. Hold them less to 20 points total, and the Titans are going to walk out of Lucas Oil with a victory and the AFC South Division lead. I think the boldest thing to say is probably the Titans win. That's a bold prediction in itself. Um, <laughs> it was too easy, though. Um, I am going to go – we all went defense here. So I almost actually want to go offense, but I might go defense with you guys. Um, this, I'm this is the most important defensive – Game of the season. There is 100%. Yeah. 100%. So I'm going to go that the Titans have three sacks and one, one fumble on Rivers. Do you want to do you want to tell us who make a three pack like Chris's? Uh, we're gonna go. We'll, we'll go Simmons just because he's the most yeah. disruptive disruptive one on the line. Yeah, we'll go big Jeff with the with the force fumble on Rivers. Um, so three sacks and the fumble from uh, Jeffrey Simmons is our bowl predictions. I like it. I like it. I like it. What, what were y'all's last week? <laughs> Brett, you always forget. Rashawn Every Evans. single week. Rashawn Every Evans single sack. week. Rashawn Evans sack. Yeah, because oh, we talked about him playing a little outside linebacker last week. Um, that, that kind of fell apart when Jayon got hurt, though. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. All right, so, boys, it's Thanksgiving, and I don't know about y'all, but it, it's my favorite holiday of the year. Like, I always say Thanksgiving is the best holiday of the year just because everything that comes with it, you know, you got football, um, you, just, you know, you're thankful for it, you, you know, you, the food, just the time to relax. Family, food, family, it's food, family, and football. Dude, it's just – it's the I think it's the, just the best holiday. I've always felt this way. And I guess just because the traditions I had as a kid – um, I went and did it every year. I look just, I just look forward to it every single year. So my question to you is what is your favorite Thanksgiving side? And it's a this big is the easiest, right now. easiest question you've ever asked. Also. Okay. Uh, that's so it's, if you, it's hash brown casserole. Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Interesting. I would hash brown casserole. That's what, so my grandmother always has made it in my whole life. Uh, hers right. is incredible, but it's any like, Thanksgiving like meal or potluck or anything I ever I thanks hash brown casserole was the first dish I go to, one hundred percent. Oh, see, I'm I'm a picky eater and I I hate that sometimes because I want to be able to just like throw everything on my plate because it looks good, but sometimes to me the stuff doesn't taste good because like like on Thanksgiving I'll throw like a bunch of ham, turkey, rolls, green beans mac and cheese and then whatever a side dish from a family member that they bring sometimes i'll change around every single year that's what i'll throw on there so i've never been like a huge like oh hey let me just have all these mashed potatoes let me have all these hash brown casserole i'll i like to change it up so i mean i guess i don't want to sound bad and say that i don't have one because i i do but like i'm just such a piggy eater that it just kind of changes it just changes for me honestly what is it this year ah uh, I guess we'll find on Thursday. <laughs> see what the family brings. But but, but 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 one thing that my family does always have is uh is angel food cake uh with like strawberry icing and that is fantastic. So okay. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll go with that because that's well I'll eat that for dessert every single it's Thanksgiving. Dessert. Right, so so yeah. I'll I'll go I'll go with the angel food cake with strawberry icing because that's fantastic. Okay. okay. All right. So this is easy for me. Like this is it's not even a debate. It's sweet potato casserole. Mm. That's my go to. So I, I'm I'm always I'm a huge like I'm always sweet potato over mashed potatoes. Love there's nothing against mashed potatoes, but I'm always going sweet's my favorite. I've always been a sweet potato kind of so, guy. So how is the sweet potato? Is it like the type with like marshmallows? Or yeah, the type yeah, with but brown like sugar? Not, yeah, all that, but just not, nothing okay. crazy about it. Just my mom makes a fantastic sweet potato casserole. She's mastered it, and it's just the the marshmallows on top, um, and just some some some, some but, brown sugar cinnamon with it too. I, I tell you what, Austin, you're talking about how, how good it is. Sometimes, because we always will, because like I said before, I'm from Alabama. I have family all over the country. But for Thanksgiving, we'll go see like the, the closest intermediate family right there in, in Tennessee. And we'll travel up either on Wednesday night or, or Thursday morning. A lot of times it's Wednesday night. But we'll stay at my grandmother's and then we always go over to my aunt's. And I tell you, bro, there is nothing better and walking through that front door at like two o'clock in the afternoon and just getting that first little smell yeah. of the food from the kitchen and there's football on the TV and it, bro, it is unbelievable. Absolutely. I love it every single year. Absolutely. Every yeah. single year is fantastic. So I would go soup to the casserole. Second of mine would be green bean casserole. Love big green bean casserole. And then if, if we're talking about desserts like you, Brett, I'm always, I'm, I love pumpkin anything. So I'm going pumpkin pie for sure. Um, Do you have a favorite dessert, Chris? You know, I've, I'm, I'm not a big, uh, pie fan uh i mean I, you know I'll, I'll enjoy a good like pecan pie uh I, pumpkin pie is all right i don't love it but uh every year my grandmother makes uh peanut butter balls 
Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, man, I, I gnaw down on some peanut yeah. balls for sure. That's cool. I bet that's really good. I love it. Well, guys, uh, again, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Second and Victory. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You can get us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Megaphone, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Um, you know, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, to you guys. Um, thankful for y'all and our podcast and the joy we get to talk about the Titans and, and share that on a week-to-week basis. But um, happy Thanksgiving to you that are listening. Um, we appreciate your support. And uh, as always, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.